Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. So it's time to get to work. Explain yes. what's happening in the world. Good things and bad things, but today it was a little more difficult finding the really super good things. Except we fall. my big fallback is the worse it gets, the more people will have to wake up and yeah. do something about it. But that's a heck of a way to have to operate. But uh, so, but there has been a lot of activity, a lot of activity in the vaccine market and what the president's saying, it looks like uh, the uh, vaccine passport is here, different form than the old fashioned passports, but it's still a ruthless passport system that they're, they're working, on. working on. And of course, uh, we'll make a mention of what's going on in Afghanistan. Uh, it looks like uh, that war just does not want to die. Unwinding the war seems to be more difficult than they thought. And uh, I, I guess uh, it, it would have been much better to accept the principle, avoid these kind of problems. <laughs> Then you don't get into it. So messing around over there for 20 years and then walking away and thinking that uh, we're still going to end up with something. It remains to be seen, but it's a mess and uh, it's a political thing right now. And yeah. I'm not so sure that either political party has a, uh, a pure thought about it. I think it's it's politicized as all politicians do it. Yeah. But uh, there was the big event uh, yesterday was that uh, we heard that uh, the FDA approved uh, Pfizer Max uh, vaccine. Yeah. And people are ecstatic because mm. That was the fallback on the people who wanted to go slower. Uh, well, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. It's not been treated. The military are saying that. People use that when the business people were accommodating the government. And uh, they say, look, it hasn't even been tested. Uh, so they, uh, they technically uh, tested it quickly and approved it. So it's been approved by the FDA. Yeah. And legalistically and uh, you know public relations wise they believe everything has changed but it really hasn't it it really hasn't been fully tested and of course that's not the basic principle the basic principle who makes the final decisions to impose medical uh, care on individual injections and medications and uh, it, it shouldn't be Fauci that's yeah. really really the point so but but the president's ecstatic about that uh, Fauci had a couple words to say about it. You know, uh, uh, he's he's willing to, at times, sacrifice a little freedom. Of course, we see him as sacrificing liberty all the time. Yeah. But this whole principle, when you once you accept it, it is at the sacrifice. But now, now it was a hurdle for the military. They say, how come you're giving this to the military? It hasn't even been approved. Well, the silliness of uh, the FDA being the final approval of what goes into our bodies, uh, you, you know, it seems to me like we should wake up a few more people who, who in the past have called themselves pro-choice. Yeah. But when it comes to injections into our bodies, uh, it seems like uh, we should have a universal uh, support for this. Uh, conservatives and liberals and independents, anybody that cared about personal liberty should be with us on that. But uh, there's a lot of people now, you using this to expand the government control of this and make more use, I think, is a major step in, in the direction of, uh, you know, a vaccine uh, passport. 
And uh, when I saw this yesterday, my thought was, this is the nail in the coffin yeah. of our personal liberties and in our economic liberties because it's, it's the enforcement of this is coming through a fascist type of system where the government, uh, you know, uh, has control over the big business people because they get rewards and punishments and the, and the business people are going along with it. And unfortunately, we see some of the employees under in some certain circumstances uh, because of convenience. Well, this is a mess. Let's just do this, get over with this, and uh, everybody should do it. And, and it's, it's, it's a mess. Uh, some business people don't uh, want to be the enforcer, but uh, the, the um, uh, basic problem we have, I think, is the collusion of big government and big business to enforce a law, which is a vicious form of, of uh, internal passports. Yeah. Well, you're right. They still are studying it. The studies are ongoing, they say, through 2023. So how it got a, an okay by the FDA, well, we know why, because it's, it's inherently political. It's a political thing. The FDA is a politicized agency. There's no question about it. And uh, you have to wonder, as the pressure on the administration from the Afghanistan situation gets greater, uh, whether this might be some sort of a distraction, this whole thing, because all of a sudden, Fauci, who we gracefully, graciously have not heard from in a while, he's back. He's giddy. The president is doing his best to try to explain things, but of course his words aren't always there, but they're both saying the same thing. The vaccine's approved, you better get it now or else. And we actually have a couple of clips uh, that informed us, and the first one is Fauci, uh, and that's hence the title of our show today, I Respect People's Freedom, But, and who was it that said, there's always a but? Yeah, Leonard Reed said that. That's right, there's always a but. So here's here's, uh, Fauci's but, if we can put that clip on, and. Listen what Fauci has to say. But the other thing that you just mentioned now is they're going to give a lot of incentive and backing for a lot of institutions and organizations and places of employment to mandate. And that could be colleges, university, the military, organizations that employ a lot of people. Some of the big corporations are going to say, if you want to work for us in person, You've got to be there and get vaccinated. And I think that's a good thing. I know I respect people's freedom, but when you're talking about a public health crisis that we've been going through now for well over a year and a half, the time has come. Enough is enough. We've just got to get people vaccinated. He's feeling empowered. Right. But yeah, I think enough is enough. And enough of him is enough for yeah. us to get rid of him is yeah. what we should be doing. And there are a few people more than us that think that uh, he has served no useful purpose. And this nonsense that he has respect for personal freedom, person's freedom. Yeah. He has no more respect for freedom. He has respect for his his dictatorial attitude that he has. You know, the the uh, uh, the the evidence now uh, has come out that if you have any doctor on TV talking about this subject, the doctors who are the experts never treated the patient, yeah. and including Fauci. Including he never saw a patient, I guess, in his whole life. He's been yeah. a bureaucrat all his life. And he, but if he had been an expert on the issue of freedom uh, and, and try to guide medicine in that way, that'd be something. But he's an expert in dictatorial uh, management of, of uh, medicine. That's the crime. Yeah. Well, here's another crime. Here's President Biden. And he is also feeling emboldened, and he's talking about now, hey, 
businesses, NGOs, universities, you better start mandating this thing. Let's cue up that second clip if we can. And I don't think we have the whole, I don't think we'll play the whole one. We'll play a, a portion of that second clip of Biden yesterday. Today I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that'll reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I do. Get it. Take the jab. Take the jab, right? Boy, I'll tell you, that is something. And, and you know, he talked about the various groups that have to obey. Yeah. He, he's not saying it, but he really is. And, uh, and, and the companies, it's uh, amazing how cooperative they are, both the ones who don't immediately benefit from profits in the vaccine. But I understand Pfizer's doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, financially, they're doing well. And I, I think uh, it was noted that it, with this announcement, the stock, you know, shot up even, even more. And so that is, that is not capitalism. Uh, I don't like the word capitalism, but what people think of capitalism, well, we really don't have it. What we aim for is our free markets. And this is not an example of it, but it's used as the reason why we have to get rid of the system. So in many ways, we can say the same thing that we find that some of the progressives are saying, yeah. maybe for different reasons, but uh, we, we should be unified on that. But the big mistake is we'd have to have an agreement on what kind of an economy we have now and what kind of a moral system do we have that permits things to get this far. I think, uh, you, you know, this whole episode of the, the lockdowns and the pandemic and everything, it, when, when the history is written of this, I think it's going to be written as the biggest, uh, you, you, you know, in a, in, in a way, distortion of the truth and the practice of medicine ever. There's always been some of of that you know the distortion of medicine has been around yeah. for a long time but this must this is, has to be the biggest biggest scandal ever dealing with medicine and uh, profiteering on with medicine yeah well you know at this point it's going to be up to the people they're going to have to find some way to organize if your if your company is forcing you to do it organize people and walk out you know the i think it's in france the truck drivers are uh, are, are boycotting i think it's in uh, australia too i mean people are doing things and it is for your freedom and that's the, the end of the day but the the other thing that's confusing and this is I talk a little bit about the confusion is that on the one hand Fauci says hey this vaccine is going to defeat the virus you got to go get it full <laughs> stop but if we look at this that first uh, picture that I sent this is the his own CDC just I think earlier this month director Walensky of the CDC if we can have that first JPEG up this is why it's confusing. She says COVID-19 vaccines no longer prevent transmission. So how, this, this is, I mean, Americans are hesitant because they're confused and they don't trust anyone because she says they don't prevent transmission. And then Fauci says, you've got to get it or we can't prevent transmission. So which one is right? You know, who's telling the truth? Or are they just all confused? They're all confused, but 
the only way I can just settle my nerves a little bit is they do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's a strategy they have because they want to confuse people to protect those who are, are in charge, whether it's political or, or fi financial. The one real challenge they have, we've seen it already in this past year when they have all the rules and regulations and we pointed out all the inconsistencies and the hypocrisy of it all. When they do this, this sounds like, well, we have the goods now. Now yeah. because this, this has been approved and we can be uh, more authoritarian. But I believe what will happen is what's just happened even in recent months, it continues to happen, is the smaller companies, maybe maybe the bars and the restaurants and all, they'll never recover and they, and they might have more enforcement than say the very big companies. Just look at the very big companies. Uh, companies that uh, didn't have any rules and regulation. They were free to do what they wanted on the law at last lockdown. Why is it going to be different? If, you call, if you're big and you cooperate with the government and you will be protected with their uh, the, the uh, effort to uh, enforce the law, and they're going to be protected financially because big companies depend a whole lot on the financial system, and they can be helped or hindered uh, by the way things are run, you know, from uh, uh, from the Federal Reserve on down. Colluding with government to put the small guy out of business. Yeah, that's it. But here's a couple of clips, and this first one is of Walensky, that, that next um, video clip. This is her, I think, in March of this year and in August of this year, saying something completely different. This is, I think, such a damning, whoever put this together did a great job. If we can get that next clip queued up. Of, yeah, listen to this. Same person, a few months apart. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. Given this body of evidence, we are concerned that the current strong protection against severe infection, hospitalization, and death could decrease in the months ahead, especially among those who are at higher risk or who were vaccinated earlier during the phases of our vaccination rollout. And how can we have any confidence in these people? Yeah, and you know, I think they're missing a very big point. And here, the here they have bits and pieces of being correct. Uh, at one time they change their mind and, and they accommodate for that. But, but this is all dealing with what happens after you have the vaccine. Are you, are you protected? Can you spread the, spread the virus? And I think there is some you know, confusion on that. And uh, sometimes they, I think people still do because I don't think the vaccines are as good as they claim they are. But what they really should be talking about, why penalize somebody who had the infection, has natural immunity, you can prove it with antibodies, and they get punished more so. You yeah. can't get a passport. They want people to have passports. The fact that they now have this vaccine and it's more official, I think if you walk in and you have a certificate and a laboratory and prove that you've had the infection and you're protected, you're not going to get your passport. That's what's that's what's already been hinted. It's going to happen, and people have been punished that way yeah. because of that. You can still they'll end up losing jobs and all these kind of things. And the fact that it disrupts the economy, I thought they're crazy. They're crazy. Why are they doing this? And I can only resolve this is there's too much uh, you know planning and desire and not being upset. They can't 
maybe they can be, but they really can't be that stupid, yeah, you, you know, to do that. Uh, and, and they just they just go on. And uh, but the natural people want to ban the use of the word natural immunity. Yeah. They think that's, you know, uh, that, that's one of the words you're not allowed to use. It's hocus pocus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this last clip that we have, video clip, this is fascinating because you've been saying this for a long time on the show. And in fact, uh, it's, it's Fauci saying it just back in April of 2020, warning about vaccines coming to the market too quickly because, as he warns, they could do more harm than good. Let's listen to this next clip because it is fascinating to hear him uh, talk about maybe this is back when he was telling the truth <laughs> does the vaccine make you worse and there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone they get infected with what you're trying to protect them with and you actually enhance the infection you can get a good feel for that in animal models so that's going to be interspersed at the same time that we're testing we're going to try and make sure we don't have enhancement. So the worst possible thing you could do is vaccinate somebody to prevent infection and actually make them work. You know, he's going to be sure that it doesn't happen. A little bit more regulation and monitoring. He's never seen a person to take care of, you know, medically speaking. And he, and he has this material. He, he knows there's a danger, which he doesn't believe it yeah. <laughs> now. He had to get rid of that. That he, He's going to be able to uh, correct this little minor problem because people end up getting the disease or, you know, that they're trying to prevent, so to speak. And then he didn't mention the variants, but I think it has something to do with the variants as well. Well, this is, yeah, this was April 2020 before there were variants. And yeah. it's sort of like he's warning he, this may happen. That, that, that the shot itself is a disease, and it is, you know, some of the vaccines are live and, and people suffer a lot. That's why, that's why most people who get shots have a reaction of some sort and develop a some fever so if you if you're trying to use this as your vaccine passport and you go too soon you might still have a fever from your shot yeah, you know, yeah. from your vaccine yeah well it's Fauci saying it not us <laughs> well here's a, the last little clip on this before we move on if you if you want Dr. Paul and I noticed this very frightening if we can look at this next JPEG because this is what they're doing if we can get it a little bit bigger here this is the transport industry this is aviation week Digital health credentials, which include COVID-19 testing and vaccination records, have been embraced by the airline industry as key to restarting the engine of the airline industry. What do you think could be the most exciting? So here they're selling this idea that to get on an airplane, you have to show your medical history to get on. And this is talk about restricting people's movements in a country that's something that authoritarians do right you know i, I, I want to read a sentence uh from biden uh because it tells you how excited he is and uh, he says if if you're one of the millions of americans who said they will not get the shot until it full, has full and final approval of the fda it has now happened uh the president said on monday the moment you've been waiting for is here uh, I would say the moment you, the moment for us, the moment we have been dreading yeah. is here because this is 
This is putting the uh, vaccine passport right out there. They're going to have a much more powerful tool, and there's so much confusion going on, and uh, it almost it looks like, you know, uh, the, the variant that they've already dealt with. D, it's going to be much, much worse. It's it's coming, and it'll be here in the fall. And and but the, but now we have the vaccine pass. They're more worried. They're more interested in the vaccine passport than and treating diseases. Uh, yeah. That that's where the problem. Vaccine p- p- passports satisfy the bureaucrats and the uh, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. And as you said, this is the red line. If they get away with the vaccine passports, it's all over for us. And it makes me wonder about Abbott because Abbott's executive, executive order was only valid while it was emergency use. So he's going to have to step up to the plate now. And let's hope the people challenging him really light a fire under him to step up to the plate and protect Texans at least. Yeah, I think it, it will be an issue. And uh, at least the governor right now, if you're looking at it carefully, you can say he's been on two sides of the issue, yeah. sort of like some of the people we're criticizing all the time. Yeah. Well, should we move to Afghanistan yes. just for a little bit? Because we know it's chaotic right now. The latest news, and we can put up this next clip, is that the U.S., this must be pretty serious, the U.S. sent, exfiltrated the CIA chief into the middle of Kabul, if we have that next clip, uh, to meet with the Taliban, presumably to beg to extend the deadline because the Taliban said, uh, the leaders, the new leaders in Afghanistan said, if you don't get out, um, if you don't get out by the 31st, you know, the deal is off. We're not, we're going to, we're going to start shooting at you again. And so, (laughs) They sent, uh, they sent the CIA head over to try to say, hey, come on, guys, give us a break. Come on, man. <laughs> and then the next clip is, here's the Taliban's response. The Taliban will not extend the deadline, and Afghans are not allowed to go to the Kabul airport. So it was a failed mission. The U.S. is now scrambling to get people out before the 31st. No one knows what will happen because they say we probably can't do it. We can't finish it by the 31st. You know, we're dealing with people that are a long way off from being angels. And, but we're, our government is not angelic either, you know. And uh, the big question is, is why are we there? Yeah. And nobody really asked that question seriously because uh, this, you're, you're, we're there because it's a patriotic duty to be there. And, uh, but the question of why we go in in the first place, now I'm leaving. Uh, You know, it's real easy to demagogue this issue, and it's dangerous uh, for us to even bring up an objective point about the Taliban or the enemy. It's because, you know, uh, they have to be the arch enemy and 100 percent responsible for the mess that we're in. And they they have, uh, you know, under I guess it was Trump. They had a deal and they said that the Taliban said they'd quit shooting at Americans if you quit shooting at us. Yeah, and get out. And it was over a year. Yeah. We didn't have one American shot at. And I thought, well, if you can do that and we're still in there country we would never tolerate the chinese in here and say well we want you to leave but uh we're not going to shoot you but please leave and stuff like that but they at least did not do that but all of a sudden now you know there's a change in the deadline and uh, i think we should there are a lot of different ways and you know colonel mcgregor had some other options there there was a a method of getting our people out of there in a more uh, practical manner. Uh, but that, that didn't happen because uh, Biden's in charge right now. So, uh, and, and it looks like 
is from their viewpoint, the enemy's viewpoint, we're breaking the deal. We, we broke a huge deal by going in with the American people. How did we get involved with this war that was to take over that whole country without a declaration of war? You know, that, that's the big deal that was broken. And uh, I think that how many, how many Afghanis, I can't sp- state the number right now, but I wonder how many Afghanis have been killed in the last 20 oh, yeah. years. Yeah. No, nobody brings that number up. But uh, at the same time, I'll tell you, this is, uh, th- this is a mess. And now this deadline once is, is uh, you know, uh, the uh, Taliban says, look, don't pull this baloney on yeah. us. You said you'd be out and you're not getting out. But... Could, should you say, well, it's all Biden, Biden's fault. Why didn't you get him out? Your, your, your strategic plan uh, didn't work. But uh, I think right now the biggest mistake is that we have assumed the moral and legal responsibility for getting out any Afghani who says we like America. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all they need to say. And, uh, and, and they'll get treated pretty well. At the same time, uh, I, I think the statistics shows that, that uh, there's some Afghanis getting out before the Americans are getting yeah, out. Yeah, that's a big deal. But, you know, Biden inherited the deal that Trump made. Okay, like it or not, that was the deal. But in usual fashion, the demonization of everything Trump touched, instead of saying, this is our deal, let's make it work, he decided, well, I'm going to make my own deal, a different deal. And they didn't do anything that worked. And that's why we have this mess. And it's all political. So the demonization of Trump has a lot to do with it. But you talk about we're not getting our people out and we won't get them out in time. And that seems to be what everyone is saying. And in fact, there's a reason why. Let's look at this next clip. This is fascinating. This is a leaked State Department document. It's just a photo, but talks about the evacuation numbers, and you can see the numbers from Kabul. But the, the takeaway is this, as Arthur Schwartz writes, American citizens account for less than 7% of those evacuated yesterday. That's why the White House, State, and DOD have been dodging questions about these numbers. The reason, Dr. Paul, that we're not going to get all the Americans out in time is that we're not getting the Americans out. We're getting anyone out who shows up. And you might say, yes, we feel bad for the Afghan people. And that is a fact. That is the case. And they should never have to deal with the mess we made. But if you're only taking 7% out in each plane load, there's a problem. You know, this brings up a a broader question that's been around a long time. uh, Because once they're in there, you can't say, ah, forget about them. They shouldn't have done that, that sort of thing. The government acted wrongly and the people shouldn't have wanted to go. But... The big question is, under more ordinary circumstances, if you decide to go off, uh, off to some country that could be dangerous, uh, should the army follow you and protect you and your business? Yeah. And, and that's what happens. They go and they start the business. Not only that, is we have this uh, overseas private investment corporation. We guarantee that if the company's taken over by the hoodlums in the country that these business people go to, that we'll bail them out. Yeah. And the the thing of it is, I think there should be, uh, you know, we should have a national defense. But I don't think the national defense, you know, follows every American no matter where they go. I think you can have diplomacy and talk about how to help people when they get into a problem. But the whole idea, especially once again, is the big corporations that have been able to manipulate this. And the military follows, follows them, uh, you, you know, the companies when they go overseas to actually have that insurance is 
I, I, I imagine there aren't a whole lot of people that know that these companies are insured by the taxpayer if they get a, because do you think all the Americans that are over there right now uh, are, are sightseeing? Uh, yeah. Or, or do you think they've started, they were hoping and, and uh, everybody would hope for a good result, but they were hoping, you know, they'd set up a business or they get in business already. But if, but if they go broke, the taxpayer is going to bail them out. So that, 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 uh, that could be changed rather easily, but it would be, uh, well, the people would probably go along with what I'm talking about, but, uh, the, the uh, deep state <laughs> would, yeah, would not. They, they, there's no way they're going to accept that. No, that's a great point, Dr. Paul. And that suggests the whole thing really is a manufactured crisis. If they had to take on all the risk of doing business <laughs> over there in Afghanistan, they might think twice, or they might at least have uh, that's right. You know, have some, <laughs> some options. But I'm going to um, I'm going to get ready to close if, you, yeah, if you're ready because I, I want to make an announcement. I have some other clips, but I wanted to make an important announcement, uh, and, and we're getting it late in time. But I want to tell our viewers and especially our conference viewers that's coming up in just a few days less than two weeks now uh, we have some bad news and some very good news for all of you and I will be sending an email to everyone who's purchased a ticket for the war on us in Washington DC I will send an email today with the details and the story is fascinating uh, it's unbelievable there's not time to tell the whole thing now but what happened in a nutshell is that the U.S. government took over our hotel because of the Afghanistan crisis and told us we can't have the conference there. The good news is we have found another hotel very close by with better circumstances, a better hotel, and it holds more people. So we will be able to open up some more tickets for all of you who are not able to get tickets. You don't have to do anything if you want to stay in that hotel. They're not going to kick you out. But you can move over to the new hotel, which I will give all the details. Uh, at the same cost, the rooms, we were able to get the rooms at a very, very good price. Everything else is comparable, and we're not in danger of getting kicked out by the DOD or the CIA, whoever <laughs> is in that hotel. We don't know who it is. But please look for that email uh, that we will send later with the details to click and change your room reservations from the old hotel, the Marriott, to the new one, uh, the Hilton. And it will have the details in doing that and all the details about where we are moving the different events around the conference. Again, we apologize for doing this late in the game, but we literally just days ago got a call from the hotel saying, hey, sorry, the government's taken over. So there wasn't anything we could do about it, but thank God, a lot of hard work from our colleague Adam, and we were able to, to keep the, con the conference going. You know, and it looks like this is going to work out, and uh, it was it was a bit messy. Uh, some people uh, would say that, uh, well, this was just a coincidence, uh, and it was necessary that this happened. Other people be, might become a little more suspicious. I haven't made a decision on that one yet. But uh, the one thing is, under these circumstances, we could... Uh, because Virginia, Virginia actually has improved. They opened up where we couldn't do it in D.C., you yeah. know. So, so th that Virginia made the rules where we could go. But just think if this passport is in full blossom. I mean, they could, they could change those rules any time at all. They just Because it, then it would be a national issue. The president makes the, he gets an executive order. Passports are now in effect 
every place, especially hotels, yeah. especially if it's a hotel where Ron Paul's having a conference. <laughs> Don't give any ideas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they wouldn't do that. I'm, t I'm too nice a person. <laughs> what fake. Huh? But anyway, I want to thank uh, all our viewers for tuning in today. And uh, I, I think that uh, we're going to have to face some problems still in the Middle East, and then especially in Afghanistan. But it's probably going to work out. We've been in worse shape in the past, and I, I keep thinking there are a few little positives. And uh, I think the most we can do is insist that our government, you know, uh, lives up to their promises. If they only did that, you know, it would be a big help and it would overcome a lot of the mistakes in the past. But if you make a promise and say, I'm going to leave or do something and you don't, it just destroys the credibility. So that would be my suggestion today uh, for our government officials. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.